In my former life, I played college basketball. It has been quite a few years since I laced up the old basketball shoes and threw my hair up in a ponytail and stepped out onto the court. Now I step out onto the court as a coach of my daughter's fifth grade team. It is a different season of life, to be sure. But there's so much that I remember from those days back in college. I remember the nerves before a game. I remember the high of a solid performance and the low of a discouraging one. I remember the teammates and the coaches. I remember the fans who were regulars, and I remember right where they always sat. I remember the sound of the buzzers, the pregame music, the upbeat voice of the announcer. I remember the smell of the gym, a mixture of wood floor and wood stain combined with popcorn and hot dogs. I remember a lot from those days. I remember the voice of my dad up in the stands yelling, aggressive Kate, or play tough. I remember my coach's mom and her quiet voice always hollering for a better performance than the referees because there's no earthly way her daughter's team could be the one at fault. I remember the old 80-something-year-old reverend, simply and aptly known as Rev, who after every free throw would sound out in his deep voice, that's right, now one more. I remember a lot of things. But there's one voice I remember more clearly and more distinctly than any other. I had a teammate whose mother would come as often to the games as she possibly could. She was a sweet, friendly lady with an always ready smile, and she loved to come to the games. But she did not know one lick about basketball. She had a shrill, high-pitched quality to her voice that whenever she would yell, you could hear her over the thousand other sounds bouncing around the gym. Anticipate the ball, girls. Anticipate the ball. It's the only phrase I ever remember hearing her say over and over again on endless repeat. Anticipate the ball. Anticipate. After games, my team would lightheartedly joke about hearing her mantra all the way through the game, chuckling that it was the only phrase she knew that didn't require her to use it appropriately. Anticipate the ball on offense? Check. That works. Anticipate the ball on defense? Check. That works. Back then, it seemed way too simplistic to me to be of any real help. I mean, after all, I was a college athlete. Doesn't she know that we run complex plays? There's screens to be set, there's V cuts and backdoor cuts to be made, motion offenses to be implemented, people to be blocked out, presses to be defended and executed. And all she ever said was, anticipate the ball. Fast forward 20 years and my perspective has changed. I wish I could tell her she had it right. She picked the number one helpful thing to yell in any given game. More than that, she picked the number one thing the game was all about. See, I could run the perfect offensive route and I could perfectly block out my defender. I could perfectly execute my defensive positions. I could set the perfect screen, but if my focus wasn't on the entire reason for doing those things to get my team the ball, it would have all been for naught. The entire point of basketball is to get the ball and put it in a hole 10 feet off the ground and to do that more times than the other team. That's the end game. And the only way that is effectively accomplished is with a mindset of anticipation. Anticipate where the ball will go next. Anticipate where the next pass will be open. Anticipate which way the ball handle will drive. Anticipate which way the ball will bounce off the rim. Anticipation is the crux of the game. 
A team wins and loses based on its ability to anticipate. Now certainly life is not a basketball game, I I know that. But the older I get, I get this sense of urgency that there's a mantra I need to have on endless repeat in my life. Anticipate, Katie. Anticipate. It is so easy to get caught in the here and now of life, and it is so easy to forget what the point of it all is. It's so easy to run our normal day-to-day patterns without any thought for the bigger picture at hand. But I am convinced that the spiritually healthiest people in life operate in a constant mode of anticipation. They shift their focus from here to there. They exchange nearsighted glasses for farsighted ones. I mean, think of Paul in the scriptures. I don't know if there's been someone since Jesus himself who has had such a radical, transformative life on such a large scale. I mean, the work he did here on earth, his ministry literally changed the world. His efforts with preaching the gospel to the Gentiles undoubtedly has trickled down 2,000 years later to you and to me, and I have no doubt I owe him a thank you card in heaven. His impact on this world cannot be overstated. He won the game in so many ways. And yet when you read his letters, it's obvious that here wasn't even in his focus. There was what he was looking toward. In Philippians 3.20, he writes, Don't be like those people who all they think about is this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. In other words, anticipate, church. Anticipate. I don't know if you've ever met someone who lives with the spirit of anticipation. I can think of several but they have some of the deepest, most profound relationships with the Lord that I have ever seen. And I think much of it is because they have taken hold of this promise of heaven and the motto that this is not my home, I am just a passing through. And they have white-knuckled it to the point that it makes up the fabric of how they think and breathe and act. Citizen of heaven is not cliche to them, it is their reality. And ironically enough, when you meet these people, you are not struck by their ambivalence to life here on earth or their let's just sit it out and wait it out mentality or even Eeyore ideology of this world is so terrible, can't wait till we get to heaven. No, these are the people with some of the most moving, dynamic, impactful ministries around. And they, they are some of the most joyful, celebratory, sincere, and genuine people you will come in contact with. Because when we have an anticipation mentality, when when citizen of heaven is our end game, stuff and fluff goes out the door and what really matters stands tall and can finally be seen. Refocusing on the reality of heaven brings a clarity to this world that we cannot possibly have without adjusting our lens. It lightens our sorrows here. It strengthens our courage here. It brings true perspective to our minds here. And it doesn't detract from the joys we get to experience here. It'll, it only amplifies them. C.S. Lewis writes, Aim at heaven and you'll get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you'll get neither. As we come into this Christmas season, there's, there's lots of phrases I could use to encourage you with. Be of good cheer. Save your husband born. Peace on earth. Joy to the world. And all are right and true and noteworthy. But can I offer to you, anticipate, church. Anticipate. Anticipate your true home in heaven. Anticipate the coming Savior. 
anticipate God's final rule and authority. Anticipate leaving this temporary dwelling and exchanging it for something so marvelous that we cannot even comprehend. Anticipate. Just anticipate. And don't stop. Don't stop when Advent moves past and we're on to New Year's resolutions. Don't stop when tomorrow's problems seem way too big to take our eyes off of, let alone move them somewhere farther off. Don't stop when life feels comfortable and homey here. Don't stop. Because we serve a God who from the moment we open the pages in Genesis has never stopped anticipating His sharing of His glory with us. His eyes have always been looking forward to that day. And He has literally moved heaven and earth to accomplish His end game. It's been 20 years now, but I'd like to go back and thank my friend's mom for the wisdom she hollered from the stands all those years ago. I just found out she passed away last week but I'd like to tell her that she nailed it. The perfect thing to encourage a weary player. And I'd like to tell her that her words mean so much more to me than they did then. I'd like to tell her that I'm anticipating.